Welcome everybody to Pew Pew Panel, the podcast where we talk about Dalen getting a new 50 BMG rifle, Ava gets more flowers, and some infinite would-you-rather questions before getting to the point. So, what is the main topic? Well, the topic is, why are there so many dang types of ammo? Again, welcome to the Pew Pew Panel, and Peaches is here with us as well. <laughs> as she's just trying to bite me. It's fine. I actually made a joke um, like a week ago. I'm like, if I ever die in my house and you guys can't find my body, it's probably because Peaches ate me. <laughs> yeah, that's an unfortunate you reality when you You didn't that. even <laughs> you didn't even laugh. You were just like, eh. but it's, it's kind of true. true. Yeah, well, let's face it. Uh, before we get into the show, real quick, one of our show sponsors, Stag Arms. We really enjoy them and super happy that they sponsor the show. They are still having their sale, which is like a huge blowout sale. Um, I mean, we talked in a few episodes ago, like how to put together an AR-15 that's under 350. I think you can do it pretty close, if not under, using the blowout sale that Stag Arms is having. I'm not sure if you guys can use the code, but you might as well try it. And that is PewPew10, which gets you 10% off, and that is stagarms.com. Ava, we got some very interesting mail today. Why don't you show us what you got first? Because it is a pretty cool piece of art, if I do say so myself. It is. And I was also going to be like, you know, you've been going first lately. So it's, I think it's time that I go first. Um, so. Okay, so I have like a little admirer, I'm thinking, because somebody sent me this beautiful bouquet. And if you guys can't see it, so it is, I don't know what the size of the casing is. I know that this is an actual, like, casing uh, for a round. Describe it for know? audio listeners. I mean, it's literally, it's probably, like, four inches wide. If you're talking to guys, maybe five inches. It looks like um, a potted plant, but made uh, out of, like, the base of an artillery shell. Yes, and then it has my logo, AF, for Ava Flanell. Laser engraved, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and then it, it actually gets even cooler. So the person said that they made this. Um, I was going to pick these up. But these are actually glued. So inside is uh, to kind of look like dirt. It's actually uh, primers, spent primers. Can you Very see that? Cool. And then yeah. there's like some wire. There are companies that make this, but from my understanding, the person who sent this to me actually made this himself. Um, this is like copper wire and then these rounds are it's a mixture between 45 and 9 millimeter I believe um, so, so you for everybody see listening, kind of the... the stems are made of copper wire and then it's like hollow point bullets that have been fired so they've like flowered out so they look yeah. like little little flower buds and from my understanding I think if you fire it in water this that's uh, how you get this effect although I would recommend that at home but it's really cool it's actually it's pretty heavy um, but yeah, so I'm going to maybe sport this on my desk moving forward. Got to like, you know, it did get a little, a little messed up in the, in the mail, but pieces, do you love it? She said, yeah, she loves it. Yes. Let's smell okay, it. But... Oh, and it smells like gunpowder. Mm. I don't mean to outdo you. Okay, whatever. <laughs> this right here is our, called a Raptor 50. It's essentially a 50 BMG upper. The interesting thing is it's been designed to be able to mount to an AR-15 lower. What? So well, essentially... How is that even possible, like if it's 50 because, BMG? Yeah, because none of the... the So like the, the, none of the 
pressure containing parts of a gun are in the lower. So when it comes to firing a bullet, absolutely none of the pressure is so, put back onto the lower. Okay, but then do you just load it? Like, is it just one by one? Like, you hand load it into the exactly. chamber? So oh. to the side, it's actually a bolt action, and I haven't, I've yet to assemble this thing. So this is just the main part of it. Dang. But they're made from real uh, 50 cal machine gun barrels, and then they're put together by a company called Big Kahuna Industries. Very cool. This is going to be very exciting to test. Yeah. Out. So, okay, are you going to shoot it standing up or like bench rest, prone? Oh, I'll do. I'm sure I'll do all of them. Because I feel like you shooting it standing up is going to be like, that's going to be pretty powerful. And it's a bolt. So imagine a bolt 50 with the stock of a regular air. Yeah. You actually have to use a fixed stock, um, but you have no, there's no recoil mitigation. It's just full on. You get yeah. to feel it all. I know. That's what I was thinking. Well, I will definitely watch that video because that's going to be pretty entertaining. Just remind me to get my popcorn in advance, please. <laughs> yeah. Just so you can sit back and watch me die. I'm sure yeah. you'll enjoy that. And it's the company's called Big Kahuna. Big Kahuna Industries, yeah, and the, it's the Raptor 50. So I'm going to make a bunch of videos with those. It's actually the first 50 BMG that we have, hmm. so that'll be a ton of fun. Interesting. Look at Peaches right now. She's just so cute. Our poor audio listeners. I know. Well, okay, she's just like her head's just on my, on my arm right now, and she's just kind of looking up, and she looks really uncomfortable, but she's also just like, ah, I love my mom. All right, I just Ava, love her so much. Awesome dude. Nine one 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 sent us some would you rather questions. So if you guys want to send us would you rather questions, you can send them to pewpewpanel at gmail.com. And we're we have would you rather questions, we have listener questions, or even if you guys just want to send us a comment, pewpewpanel at gmail.com. The first question is would you rather have an infinite amount of guns or an infinite amount of ammo? Hands down ammo. Maybe. Why? Well, Maybe. at first, it's, yeah, it's like, once you, once you hear my answer, you're going to change your mind? Is that what it is? No. I Well, at first, I was like, yeah, like, that's like saying, like, would you rather have, like, unlimited gas or all the cars in the world? But, like, if you can't afford to shoot them or, you know, I don't know. Gosh, I mean, so I'm, I'm lucky enough to have a federal... Um, sponsor me. I'm a federal ambassador, and I do get a certain allowance of ammo per year, which is a pretty decent amount. And I definitely let's put it this way: I don't use it um, all of it. Um, but obviously, you know, it's not going to go to waste. I'll still keep it and I'll, use. I'll it. let you know where you can send it. I'll get my <laughs> mailing address. But uh, yeah, anyways. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm like super fortunate for that. So I do feel like I already have like an infinite amount of ammo, but like I do appreciate that because I don't know if I had to pay for ammo to shoot all of the guns that I receive, like that is going to definitely hit my wallet pretty hard, I think. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think I'd still go with ammo. Let's hear your I, reasoning. Yeah, I mean, so if you look at if. Just thinking about it, infinite guns would be very cool. You know, every you could you'd have the ability to arm everybody. Like get whatever you want. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. I didn't. I didn't know like we were giving to the poor here and like here you get an am or you get a gun you get a gun like we're playing I, over here. Well, I would go uh, infinite guns because every once in a while, I will, companies will offer to do like a gun giveaway, like Riley Defense AKs or Bursa. 
they have guns specifically for those gun giveaways that I do on my channel, and it's mm -hmm. so much fun. There's nothing better. And the worst part is just so many people in the comments are like, I wish that could be me. And so I think I would go the route of guns, and then everybody can just cough up whatever it costs them to buy their that's, own ammo. That's They can just do that. That's actually a pretty good answer. Wow. Okay, Robin Hood. <laughs> the Robin Hood of guns. <laughs> just passing out all the freedom. I mean, you could do the same with ammo, but I feel like people would definitely appreciate a gun more than ammo. Yeah, so. I think so. And and ammo would mean everybody could practice infinitely. So everybody with guns, you know, could get infinitely better. Yeah. But giving everybody a firearm, I think, would be that wants one. I know, especially be cool. because guns are expensive. I mean, yeah, it, it's kind of sucks that, like, just the ability to be able to protect yourself, you know, exercising your Second Amendment or rights, it it's going to cost a few hundred dollars. And, like, that is kind of unfortunate. Yeah. So, And I think, the, I think the thing, that's, like, the entry. And then the thing that keeps people from practicing is the cost of ammo. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I guess there's two coins to it, two sides yeah. of this coin, rather. All right. Next question is, would you rather have all countries legalize firearms to anyone or go back in time and remove the atomic bomb research. I just saw, actually, have you seen the movie Oppenheimer? Uh, I have not, but it looked it looked really cool until I was like, it's three hours long, yes. and there's a bunch of stuff in it that I don't want to go and see, and I'm just like, yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but how was so it? So it was, yeah, so I didn't realize that it was three hours long, um, I was, I could have been totally fine with just an hour. It's very hard for me to sit there for three hours. And I don't know why, like, so I went to see the Barbie movie by myself. And then after that, I was like, you know, it was kind of fun to see a movie. And then, so I went to go see, uh, Oppenheimer with my friend. And then I saw Sound of Freedom. Um, and I was like, dang, I've seen That's more movies. Back to back, like, well, no, it, Freedom, it, man, right there. I know it wasn't like the same day, but it was probably the okay. same month. And I was like, dang, I've seen more movies like in the last month than I have in like the last couple of years. It's also just been really hot here. So it just kind of feels good to like go into the movies. But sitting there three hours uh, was tough. And man. that alone, um, I thought the movie, it would be different if the movie was like pretty fast paced and it was exciting, but it was kind of boring. It was definitely interesting and it's stuff that like you don't even really think about like yeah who designed you know these bombs and do they feel bad for all the casualties you know whether it was an enemy or not like you know that there was a lot of innocent casualties totally. um so it was definitely something that you think about but and then um going back to the question so it's like legalize firearms to anyone i mean that would mean we're i mean not to say i'm like that would mean we're army and enemies but um, that's not to say, I mean, criminals don't already have access to guns anyway, so. Very true. Yeah, this is an interesting question. I mean, it's because, because, I mean, when it comes to removing the atomic bomb research, it's hard because of, like you said, those are innocent people. Um, but it's like so many of the soldiers, it's like they, there was no option for them as well. So like in theory, you know, hundreds of thousands, like almost, you know, between, what around 200,000 people um died and so it's so hard like when it comes to you're pretty much playing god at that point like deciding yeah, i know should we let these people die should we not what if they died you know it's so so much stuff and it's stuff that i'm glad i don't have to make decisions about 
that's yeah. that's just some crazy stuff. Um, I think legalizing firearms could be a very, very beneficial thing. Yeah, like you said, especially since there's so many places where it's just the bad guys have the firearms. Yeah, I mean, think about like some of these Middle East countries. Like if women just went and got guns and fought back. <laughs> Ava, Ava's going to go on her... Uh, like her. feminist, like, you know. So I, I would don't, and I think, I think it's unfortunate because I think people do cringe at the word feminist. And that's just because of like modern day feminism because a lot of women like ruined it for people that like fought hard just for women to vote and women to wear pants, you know, stuff like that. Um, but... A little fun fact about me is I did go to an all-women's Catholic school my freshman year of college, and I definitely don't regret it. Like, I didn't—I I transferred after my freshman year, but I got straight A's, um, which is unheard of for, like, freshman year. But I did take some classes that I would never have had access to had I gone to, like, a co-ed college. And you definitely learn about, like, the glass ceiling and, and stuff, you know. So I think if nothing else, like— whether I agree with some of it or disagree, it still gives you just that education that you become a little bit more well-rounded and you can make better choices in life, I guess, you know, or have opinions about certain things a little bit uh, better because you're educated on both subjects. Very true. And I guess that's the beauty of this. Everybody listening, we're not always going to agree on everything. So that's the fun part. (laughs) Sometimes we agree like we both, well... Yeah, you want infinite ammo, I want infinite guns, but here we are. <laughs> I don't know what I, so I mean, I guess I would probably choose to legalize firearms for everyone. Um, because I think atomic bomb research, I mean, we're so ahead of the game now that I feel like we could easily get that research back, or not back, but we could probably make educated decisions or... I don't know. It's too big. It's too big of like a political, socio, everything. Yeah. Like I just, I, I, I couldn't make a decision on that one. So thank you, Austin, dude, 9111 for asking us a <laughs> question that's like just too complicated. For yeah. Me. I was like, I, I guys, don't I, know. You guys can let us know in the comments what you think. Yeah. And then Cody from Kansas asks, would you rather teach a class of new firearms to wives with their quote unquote Chad husbands sitting in trying to teach or try and teach a group of anti-gunners firearms basics so which would you have to deal with ava a whole bunch of husbands who think that they know everything while their wives are like taking a class and you're teaching it or teaching an entire group of people who are anti-gun or just believe in strong um gun laws or 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 no guns so i've actually been in both situations um definitely have been what we want to hear yeah, so I've I've definitely been there where, you know, the guy's like, well, I'm just here for my wife. And then, like, he doesn't, it turns out he doesn't know shit. And, you know, especially when we go to the range and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm just here for my wife. Just, you know, some moral support. And it's like, oh, okay, you know, big guy. Uh, and then, you know, they go to shoot and it's like they do the worst out of everyone, which I think is always funny and always kind of puts them in their place. Um, but then I've also like in 2020, I taught so many people that were anti-gun like that was, that was crazy because there were so many people that were, yeah, that never wanted a gun, thought guns were bad, always thought that like, Hey, if something happens, the police are going to show up. And then, you know, the police are announcing like, Hey, unless it's like a violent crime, 
you know, just make a report and we're not going to show up. And that included like people breaking in and entering and, you know, maybe they broke into your house, stole something and left. Like unless there was blood, like they weren't showing up. And at the end of the day, cops don't have like their their job's not to protect you. It's just to enforce the law. So I think then people were like, oh, well, you know, I guess nobody's here to protect us and we need to take safety in our own hands, basically realizing what we have already known. Um, but I had a lot of, I hate to say it, but a lot of whack jobs in the class. Like, I mean, I had people before we even got to the range, they would just start crying and they're like, I just don't know why we need a gun. And maybe they thought because I was a female that I was going to be like, oh, they're there, you know, like very nurturing, but. I didn't really, I mean, I was nice and I was incredibly, you know, professional about it. Um, but like deep down, I wasn't going to sit there and like coddle them. Like it yeah. was hard not to think like, wow, you guys are kind of the enemy. Like because of you, you know, like in, and also it was funny to see like how many people were mad that they had to wait a few days to get their guns or they were like, oh, you mean so we do have to do a background check even though we're at a gun show? And, like, all of these, like, misconceptions about how to get guns and, like, what you can get and stuff like that. And they were kind of annoyed that they couldn't just get it, like, right away, depending on the, you know, the states that you live in, what those laws are. Um, or that their friend wanted to sell them a gun and that they couldn't just buy it directly from them. They had to go to a gun store and, and do the 4473 form. Um, but it's like, yeah, well, this is what you guys voted for, so... Now you get to, yeah, you know, of, reap the benefits of it. You didn't know what you were voting for, clearly. Yeah. Otherwise, because yeah. if you had known, it would have been this annoying. So, yeah, it is actually really interesting to see that teaching anti-gunners firearms basics would probably but, be wonders. Yeah. But with that firearms. said, I would rather teach a group of anti-gunners uh, because I think it does change their minds. And I think that that's what we have to do, you know, with our rights, like constantly being, you know, like on the edge of just... We could potentially lose them overnight. And I know people laugh and they're like, oh, that's not going to happen. You'd be surprised. I mean, they're coming at us from all different angles. So I think if you can change someone's mind, especially, you know, how they vote, I selfishly just think that that would benefit me more um, because you already know that the Chad husband's already going to vote in our favor. He's going to be pro-gun. Yeah, he'll be annoying at so, first, but you don't have to deal with him again. So yeah. Yeah, so I don't know what that's how it. What would you do? Well, I'll, I'll, I think you'd be very proud to hear. I just went to a concealed carry class a few days ago. Yes, did you finally learn how to shoot? Ava, no. I shot better than anybody else. <laughs> Ava, see, I didn't say that I was only there just to get you know. Yeah, right. You probably content. like you probably like rolled in. You know, you're like I'm a YouTuber and I shoot guns for a living. Well, it was it was pretty funny because like I I mean like I was I'd literally just been practicing like two days before and the only advantage I had over everybody else there is that I have more ammo to shoot. So I was more practiced. Like yeah. that, that was literally the only advantage. Like I guarantee if you gave everybody else there like four hundred rounds of ammo and like three days to practice with it, they would all be yeah. just as good as I was. Like I'm not good. But yeah, no, it got to the point where like, they're like, you need to make sure you shoot this many rounds of ammo in order for the qualifications and blah, blah, blah. And, um, one of the guys looked and I had like six mags in my hand. Like he knew I was going to shoot way more than like what I needed to shoot. And he's like, but if you guys want to shoot more, you can. So it was, it was a ton of fun though. It was, it was great stuff. And yeah, it was really interesting to see that process. And a lot of people 
or maybe they're starting being like, hey, why can't we do a warning shot? Like, yeah, why can't like I don't want to hurt the person. Like, why can't we do a warning shot? You know, and kind of the process of the instructor being like, the reason you have a gun is because you are in serious danger, bodily mm-hmm. harm or death. You know, and so it was really interesting for them to kind of explain that process to these people. And I think it really helped some people come around to understanding the reason good guys need guns is because there's just bad people in the world. And you are never going to do a bad thing as a good person. So, yeah, it was really interesting to see that come around. So I think it would be the same for me, teaching anti-gunners basic firearms, because really people come around when they understand something and they'll realize it's not scary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have like an aha moment. All right, Manicore Arms. So recently, uh, I just took some of Manicore Arms accessories for the IWI TS-12, which if you guys don't know, that is uh, a pretty like heavy-duty shotgun. It's I will admit, it's not my favorite gun to shoot because it's like a bullpup shotgun. It has a lot of recoil. And Does it have two or three rotating barrels? Is that three. the rotating barrel one? Three. Yeah. Ooh. They're going to be a trigger on. Yeah, they're going to be at TriggerCon. Um, I wonder if they're going to be set up at the range, but it would be funny to see you shoot it because I just, I look like a jerk when I shoot. I'm like, boom, boom, you know, it looks like I'm like, <laughs> like I'm just getting tossed around from this gun. So what's nice about Manipur Arms, though, is they make a muscle break for it, which is like a game changer. They have the butt pad, which is so necessary when it has that much recoil. And then they also have a charging handle so that you're not, like, hurting your knuckles when you go to, uh, you know, rack that charging handle. Um, and uh, it just, it makes a difference. So it's, like, it's nice because Manicore Arms, like, makes parts that when you look at a gun, you're like, oh, I wish they had this or I wish they had that. He actually takes that into account and he makes it. He makes it happen. So if you guys want to check out any of the awesome parts that Manicore Arms makes, head on over to manicorearms.com. Don't forget to use the code pewpew15, and that is going to get you 15% off. It's all one word. And happy shopping. Ava, that brings us to a couple of listener questions. There's one for you and one for me. And I don't know why we can't. we both can't answer them both. But I know. the question is, well, Ava, oh, because you don't teach classes. I but I went to one, so like I saw that there was people with guns. So, Ava, have you ever had somebody come into a class with a gold Desert Eagle? No, um, Desert Eagle, yes, but it was forty four Magnum as if that really makes much of a difference. The funniest thing though that, and like the cutest thing, well, no. So there was like. One woman who came in with a shot revolver and it was 44 Magnum. And then um, another woman, she was like so cute and little and she stored her gun in an oven mitt. <laughs> and so she came in holding this oven mitt. <laughs> that's, like you have to admit, that's, that's actually like, and you're like, well, I mean, it's just the gun in the oven mitt. It works. The- oddest gun I think I saw in our class was a dude rocking the Ruger 5.7 and I think they say come with 100 rounds of ammo and he came with 50 rounds of ammo yeah, you know cool. <laughs> and, he, and he asked them he's like I have enough ammo but like should I go get more and they're like well did you have the 100 rounds he kept saying yes and like halfway through he had to go buy another box because he didn't want to admit that he hadn't oh. the ammo Th- thankfully it's like you know it didn't stall anything because it's like he, he could step out of the range and go buy a box. Yeah. 
But that was an interesting one uh, for like a concealed carry class. Oh, well, yeah, but maybe because I've had people bring full size guns to concealed carry class and it could be that they just want to take the class first and then find their concealed carry gun. So that was just the gun that they had. Well, yeah, I think almost everybody had a bunch of people had full size guns. I just think five sevens an interesting choice for like your everyday carry. Yeah, but, but it's probably going to shoot it better because there's not that much recoil. So if there's a shooting test, it's like using a twenty two. Like he's probably like, oh, I could. The recoil. Yeah. And higher capacity as well. Yeah. And then there was somebody with a, I kind of felt bad for them. Everybody had sort of a decent gun and then they had like the the Smith & Wesson bodyguard, I think it was. Yeah. And they just shot horribly. And you could tell this guy like, they're like, we need you to hit you know, try and hit inside the target and like at a certain distance, like he couldn't, he couldn't hit the target. And so you knew what, like it was going through his head with the eight rounds capacity of 380 auto. Like mm-hmm. he's just thinking, okay, I got to get a new gun. I got to get a new yep. gun. I got to get a new gun. I kind of just felt bad for him because he was the only one. And it took him longer to shoot than everybody else. So he was always the last one uh-huh. shooting off his round. So I kind of felt bad, but I think classes like that are good because it helps people realize, oh, hey, how does this perform in like a self-defense situation and the guys at the class were really good they're like so how do you think your gun performed the gun you have isn't the gun you need to keep (laughs) you know like they're very helpful about it being like now if you had to reload do you want to have to do it after eight rounds or do you want to be able to have 16 rounds or 13 you know so it was helpful but yeah some interesting guns for sure and then then i get the second part here but this is for both of us and both of both of these questions are asked by third degree twenty ninety. I don't know if you said that. No, I didn't. So thank you. Uh, the second question, I'll read it. But Ava, I want you to answer it too. Dalen, what is better in your opinion to shoot fifty AE or fifty cal? Um, like better as in like less recoil, a little bit more manageable. Because hands down, fifty AE. <laughs> Which do I you mean, you could actually. More? Uh, probably 50 cal. Just says which yeah. is better though. So it kind of, yeah. that's a, it's a trick question for you. I know. And then you're like, well, for what? Like self-defense? Like if you have to take down, you know. Self-defense, 50 cal. Yeah. That's like a no brainer. You definitely want that, that big old rifle. Have you, have you shot 50 AE? I have not shot 50 AE or 50 cal. Oh. What so, a question. Um, I've shot both, but I mean, 50 AE, like, yeah, it's normally chambered Desert Eagle or some other gun, but at least you can, you, you have, you can shoot that standing up two hands, you know, it's pistol usually, uh, 50 cal. I don't even know if I want to shoot that standing up. I feel like that would be like the biggest. (laughs) Um, yeah, no, it's, it would be, it would be a lot of recoil. The 50 yeah. cal. I'm excited to try it though, but I would say 50 cal just because of like the use for it as just a heavy hitting rifle round. Um, you know, all the times you really need a heavy hitting rifle round, you could just use 50 cal. But I'm, yeah, I think I'd pick 50 cal. I haven't shot either, so I'm not. You know what? Expert. When you um when we go to TriggerCon, uh, Barrett's gonna be there, and they'll always have like 50 cal set up, so you'll get a chance to Very shoot true. 50 cal. Yeah. Um, which reminds me, guys, uh, TruerCon is coming up, takes place in Wichita, Kansas. Come out and see us. There's actually a ton of content creators that are going to be there, some really big names. Um, you can uh, get your tickets today, just TriggerCon.com. Don't forget to use the code GUNFUNNY. Not sure really what that gets you, but 
I guess it just shows that maybe we sent you, you know, sent you uh, their way. Um, but yeah, it's going to be fun. It is taking place from September 22nd to the 24th. And Dayla and I will both be there. We will. And there'll be a bunch of other people as well. People cooler than us. So yeah. definitely go. Then there is a comment as well. This is actually from Awesome Dude 9111, but it's from like a different comment. I just decided to put them both into this video because um, they're both from the same person. So it was, he said, uh, love to listen and have more women in the gun community. So there you nice. go, Ava. And I think it's helpful as well that you're here. It kind of is encouraging for other women as well. Yeah. And Peaches too. You know, she's also a female. Yeah, just uh, inspiring all the other d dogs to get into the Second <laughs> Amendment. The, the hello, the female dogs. Yeah, Peaches and I are both looking out. Feminism. Just tonight. too many male dogs that are into the Second Amendment. <laughs> is, that, is that what the ATF's beef is? I don't know. Well, uh, well yeah, something like that. <laughs> and then right. we have one more from the Airsoft M1. He said, I love these podcasts. I listen to them when I relax. It's so nice to hear about guns while laying on the sofa after a long, tiring day. Nice. Glad to be able to be a little bit of uh, just background noise for you guys. A little yeah. bit of Second Amendment background noise. Man, I don't care. I could be, yeah, like, that's awesome. I love I love podcasts, although I highly recommend if anybody's, like, watching this at, like, 1x speed or listening at 1x speed, you're probably a psychopath. You better be listening at 2x speed. It drives some people I know crazy. They can't do the 2x speed, but I, that's the only way I can do podcasts is 2x yeah. audiobooks. Sometimes like 3x for audiobooks, but yeah. you know, that's just I me. think I think it's just like my attention span if it's if they're not talking fast, which is like weird because I feel like sometimes I talk so slow and I in editing video of myself, I'm just like, "Come on, Ava, like freaking talk faster or like spit it out." So totally agree. And then that brings us to our main topic. Why are there so many different calibers? And um, we're going to talk about handgun cartridges first. And kind of my thoughts on this is when I was first like getting into guns and stuff like that, I was like, well, you only need nine millimeter and like, why does anything else exist? It shouldn't exist. It just exists because there's people who just yeah. are weird. I don't know. Can, I really didn't know why. Can we also just say that like when I first started out too, and I'm sure I'm not alone, but like somebody would be like, you know, like, yeah, today I bought a 40 cal and you're just like, oh, cool. Like, you don't know what caliber or size that is or what it's capable of doing. And even just memorizing the different caliber sizes, because that's ultimately what I had to do. I know that sometimes it has to do with metrics or the company that it originated from, stuff like that. But um, it just got too confusing for me to like wrap my mind around that. So I just started memorizing the different size calibers. But it was, I mean, it definitely took me a little while before I kind of got like a good concept of, you know, hey, when you go to the gun store, these are the typical handgun calibers that you'd have to choose from. Which totally. should we talk about just like kind of list like the most common handgun calibers out there? Yeah. And then after we kind of list what some of them are, we can kind of go over why on earth there is so many. Okay. Um, so yeah, why don't you go and list some of the most common ones that, for example, you might see in your classes um, or just what so, other people have? Yeah. So typically, you'd see like twenty-two long rifle, three-eighty auto, nine-millimeter, thirty-eight special, forty Smith and Wesson, uh, forty-five ACP, ten-millimeter, seven-five or not seven-five. I'm sorry, five-seven. Um, 
there's also like 22, you know, uh, WSM. HMR. Yeah. There is. I think what else? Uh, 357. 357 SIG, 357 Magnum. So one of the reasons that there are so many different types of handgun calibers or handgun cartridges is actually you said one of them was 22 LR, 22 long rifle in case somebody was wondering. It's like, why the heck is that a handgun cartridge? Well, just because it works well on that platform as well. Um, So like there's a lot of handgun cartridges because sometimes it might be something that was uh, developed for like a rifle. And it works well with a handgun. And I know I mean, that there... Give or, oh, yeah, give or take. Depends. 22 usually is unreliable, which is the only reason really why I tell people not to use it for self-defense. Not because I don't think that it would put somebody down, you know? I mean, I don't want to get hit by a 22, but it's just... I mean, anybody who's ever shot 22 long rifle, let's say it holds 10 rounds, I would say at least two out of the 10 rounds are going to have malfunctions. They typically have misfires. So and that's a, a big part of that's not just due to the ammo, but it's like the guns aren't made to be self-defense guns. Yeah. And man, Ava, I got to like give you some of my 22 guns because like that failure rate scares me. If I yeah. had a gun that had that a failure rate like that, I would get rid of it instantly. Okay. So I, think I just have good luck with 22 guns. Though. Can I, so my first gun, the first gun I ever bought was a Sig Mosquito. That thing is the biggest piece of crap. I got so good at clearing malfunctions. Um, and then I also got kind of smart, like knowing like, okay, so this ammo it doesn't like this one. I think like the best that it shot the best was the CCI high velocity. Um, but no, I mean, unfortunately, I'd be interested to know. I feel like that should be another topic, like what 22s are reliable, because I do have people that come to my class, you know, maybe they're like in their 80s. And they're like, I want to use the 22 and I don't blame them. And but I'm just like, all right, what 22 pistols do I recommend that, like, I haven't seen have issues? And, like, unfortunately, it's alarming how large yep. of amount just kind of suck. Yeah, that's very true. And um, I was thinking about it as well, about, like, why there are so many different calibers and cartridges for handguns. Mm-hmm. And I think a really big reason is just because handguns aren't just developed in America. They're develop or guns in general aren't just developed in america they're developed around around the world so a lot of the um cartridges we have may have been made somewhere else they proved to be very superior for example a nine millimeter parabellum <laughs> or nine millimeter luger whichever one you want to call it and so then it gets adopted whereas we might have had something before that tried to fill that spot so there's guns to fit it but it wasn't quite as effective as 9mm Luger. So I think that's part of another reason why is just there's firearms being developed all over the world. And so it's a race to see who can make the best cartridge for a specific use case, but, you know, not so specific that it doesn't have a broad appeal. So yeah. it's like a balance between being very good at a certain thing. You know, you don't want it to be, try to be good at everything. You're not going to be good at anything. So it's a balance between that and just, you know, what what works well and what, also, what people want. to add to that, so 9mm is also known by more than just 9mm par and 9mm Luger, but also 9mm Parabellum, 9x19. You know, in 9x19, I think if it, like, originated in Europe, like Glock, for example, Austria, Springfield, Croatia, 
Um, I think then they label it nine by 19. Don't quote me on that. But, you know, if you, if you don't know any better, you're just like, oh, nine by 19, that must be a caliber I never heard of. And really, it's just nine millimeter. And then what is not nine millimeter, and I always tell my students, like, really be careful, is nine millimeter browning, which I've made that mistake before. Bought a case of 380 ammo. It says nine millimeter browning, real big, really tiny, 380 auto. I'm in a hurry, grab my nine millimeter handguns, grab some ammo, go to the range. And I'm just like, wait. Why does it why doesn't like it the cycle? Bullet is so, you know. And ask me how I know that you can shoot uh, <laughs> that three eighty out of a nine once before it jams. I watch great, uh, so I know. Oh well, I know from firsthand experience because I let my camera guy load my magazine, and it's a new camera. It was a different camera Wait, guy. But he didn't camera guy. He didn't have that much gun experience, and like that was my first mistake. But interestingly, though, you'll be safe. Um, well, I'm not going to say this as, as advice, but as yeah. an accident, you will be okay just because the chamber pressure is so much lower and the bullet uh, size is, is the same. Uh, yeah. So same same with like uh, 357 and 38 special. Although you can't fit a 357 and 38 special, uh, this is just a revolver caliber, but you can shoot 38 special out of a 357. Although I say it's revolver caliber, but they do have a handgun out there that is chambered in 357. So, just there's one gun that I know of that's chambered. Those cowboy guns, you know, get, that's another one. Getting the matching caliber for both the rifle and the um, and the handgun. That's that's a pretty interesting little thing there. But yeah, I guess I, I guess that's another thing is like as time develops, we start with something that might have been used in a lever gun or a revolver. And then we come into the realm of semi-auto firearms, and you need an entirely different cartridge completely. Mm-hmm. Um, the same one won't work. You need something that will fit in the the grip of your gun, and so it totally changes what we need and what we want in a in a cartridge or a bullet. Yeah. But the thing is, those guns are still around, so somebody's going to keep making ammo for them. And because there's ammo for them, guess what? Somebody's going to make guns for them. So that's sort of another reason why there's so many calibers is though we've gone progressing through time to better and better and better cartridges, there's always those old guns around which prompts the manufacturing of that ammo, and then sometimes that ammo will prompt the manufacturing of the guns, and so it's sort of a little bit of a loop. So I guess that's another reason why. And then there's also for like why is there so many different calibers is because there's ammo companies out there that are constantly trying to make improvements. Uh, for example, in the last couple of years, uh, Federal released 30 Super Carry, which hasn't taken off as well as I'd like, but I do think that we will see it a lot more in the future. And 30 Super Carry is uh, the diameter is a lot smaller than 389 millimeter, which if you guys didn't know, 389 millimeter have the exact same size diameter bullet. 380 is just a little bit shorter, less powerful. Uh, but it has, so it's a smaller diameter, but it has very similar ballistics as a 9 millimeter. As a result, you can hold more rounds because the diameter is smaller, but you still have, you know, sufficient, you know, like stopping power and, and ballistics. So that's another reason is like, you know, companies are constantly like 40 Smith & Wesson. So Smith & Wesson developed, you know, the 40 cal, but now other ammo companies make it, Um because the what is it the patent eventually expires and then other companies or they literally it. hand it to everybody because they say hey like we already got the kickstart we have the guns we made the yeah. ammo and we want 
other people to get in on this with us. So they, sometimes people, in order to push a caliber, they'll say, hey, anybody can make this. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that was the case specifically of that one, but it is something that happens a lot. Yeah. And then before we go into rifle calibers, we wanted to give a big thank you to Gun Zone Deals, you guys. They are a website that has deals on all sorts of awesome firearms. Uh, recently, I've been shooting the A-Rex. That is such a sick gun. Um, it's an A-Rex Zero uh, T1. Man, that thing is super cool. So they have a ton of very, very, very cool guns. Definitely check out Gun Zone Deals. They have deals on flashlights, knives, tactical stuff, and join their mailing list. So... Thank you to Gun Zone Deals. And then diving into why are there so many calibers but on the side of rifles, it's it's a lot easier to answer, honestly. For rifle calibers, it comes down to like most of the development, I would say, is in the hunting space. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to like if you're talking about sheer quantity, and those are people who are like hand loaders as well, like the, the hunting spaces are people who are like, hey, I wonder if I took the bullet from this and put it in the cartridge for this, mm -hmm. tweak the powder loads, and, like, change the twist rate on this barrel, and, like, what do we get? Like, what are the ballistics like? Can we Im improve our performance? Do I want to have uh, more foot-pounds of energy on impact, or do I want to reach out farther? You know, so, like, for hunting, it can get super specific, and so they're a lot more willing to introduce and invent new types of calibers and cartridges. So I do think on the rifle side it happens a lot more um just because you know people are get curious or for example yeah. like what's the biggest thing we could fit what's the biggest bore straight wall bore we could fit into an ar-15 you know and then like the bushmaster cartridges are involved i think it's like 350 bushmaster like some really big stuff for rifle yeah so i think that's a big part of the rifle side or they also are like, what would suppress best or, you know, self-defense yep. as well. Um, yep. I think know, like 30, uh, you know, uh, 300 blackout. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do think that a lot of these have kind of originated from people just doing trial and error. And Dalen, do you ever reload? Like, have you ever done any of that? No, I haven't. No. So I did a reloading class with, um, uh, is it Frankfurt? Frankfurt Arsenal, and it was at Gunsight, and uh, that was, like, really interesting and very eye-opening, and I'm not going to use the correct terminology, but, like, even as far as, like, where the bullet seats, the crimp on it, um, I always just thought, like, yeah, you know, if you put a lot more gunpowder, cool, if you put less, you know, like, not even thinking about, like, all these other things that you could do differently, and it was just, I don't know, it was pretty cool, but yeah, I mean, I would say ultimately it probably is like hunting and self-defense as to but probably more hunting obviously which you don't typically see with like handgun calibers as much so although uh 350 legend um that or not three yeah 350 legend um smith and wesson makes a revolver for that and Ooh, wow. it's, there's also other uh guns that are chambered in that but i have that gun and that caliber which you would look at it and think like, oh, it's, you know, it's more of a handgun caliber. Uh, that caliber is made to take down like a deer. Which right. Is crazy. And when I said 350 Legend, I think you can get ARs chambered in that. I was thinking of foreign. Uh, 450 Bushmaster? 450. Or Bushmaster. I saw that. Yeah. I think, I think that's what you said. No, I think that's what you said originally. And then it made me think of the 450 Legend. Um, but even that, you look at this and you're like, dang, that was made in. 
And also, I think they made this uh, to shoot out of a revolver because, again, I don't know much about hunting, but, you know, there's different seasons, there's different things that you would qualify. So, like, you know, if you are hunting with bow and arrow, if you're hunting with a different caliber, um, but the fact that you're hunting with a handgun and maybe it's a revolver, it gives you, you're more likely to draw a tag for that. Um, And so, yeah. Handgun hunting is a big thing. And also... For a lot of hunters, it's like you've reached the point where you can take down pretty much anything you want. You draw on tags year after year. You go and you go. And then handgun hunting for a lot of people is just like an added challenge. You know, it's like going hunting with a bow. It's like, okay, yeah, a handgun. And you do need a big, big cartridge in order to do that. Yeah. So I think that kind of answers the question is why on earth are there so many different calibers um, in the realm of handguns and then in the realm of rifles as well. And that brings us to our listener of the week. Eva, who do we have as our listener of the week? Okay, so let me just pull it up. And this is a... I would the, have this ready to go, good. but... This is a reminder for everybody to go and drop a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps for mysterious reasons. We really appreciate it when you guys drop those reviews. Um, it... it you guys know it. It helps grow the podcast. It helps more people find it. You guys know why we do this. Same with commenting, liking, like just engaging with the video as well. Um, you guys know why. It just helps grow. It helps more people get eyes on the Second Amendment. And um, it helps us too. So we really appreciate it. Uh, I'm trying to think. Do we read anything from uh, Redone Delta? Doesn't sound familiar. Okay. Titled Great Podcast. This is an amazing podcast, having two views that are similar, but contrast in certain areas. Both hosts are honest and genuine. I we think did we that. did. <laughs> okay. As I'm All right, reading. Emma, your homework is to make sure we don't get a repeat, because we always get one repeat of, like, the last one. So, you guys, if you leave a review, you're going to get your review read twice, so it's <laughs> going to be well worth it. And please, guys, like, I'm getting old, so I don't really remember as much. Um, okay, this one's from Love and Frustration, titled Love Your Discussions. Hi, this is AJ in Kentucky. Followed you both before. Never saw this collab coming, but glad to see it, which is funny because it is kind of a weird collab because we're like so different. Like, I'm popular. Totally. I'm nerdy. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Rude. Oh, get no. wrecked. Wow. <laughs> uh, I'm cool. And you're like, you know, no. Um, I enjoy having range days where I'll only shoot one type of firearm in multiple varieties slash brands for my time there pistol shotgun or rifle only days favorite vacation destinations is miami florida never not had a fun time there which sounds freaking awesome and then let's do another one should we do another one yep and as a reminder you guys can tell us a little bit about yourself in your review that you dropped so that's an awesome reminder I mean, honestly, you could tell us anything. It's as long as you leave yeah, a like, review. If like, you're like a company and you want like a shout out to your product, yeah, you know, pop it in there. We'll be forced to read it. Yeah, this one's from Austin zero seven one two three four five, titled "Favorite New Podcast." Love listening to you guys on my way to work. It's really nice to listen to people who are knowledgeable about firearms. I love the format of the show, how it bounces around. It doesn't get stagnant. You guys are great. Keep it up. I tattoo in Greensboro, North Carolina. I typed this last episode and never got the send button. So embarrassed. This oh, this is Austin, our our buddy Austin, who got that tattoo. Tattoo artist. Yeah. Yep. So cool. thank you. 
man, that guy is still, I think about him and I'm just like, that's awesome. The that motivation. made my day. It made my day, but it also made me feel bad where I was like, you did that to our, your body for us. <laughs> well, but then again, you and I, but, I yeah. mean, you and I don't have any tattoos, so we're kind of conservative with that. I just, the thing is, is like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Like, how do I know I'm not going to go out and commit a bunch of crimes? And do I want to be, you know, oh like, <laughs> do I want to be searched because of my He's just listening. We're just getting just the conversation I'm really kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, we're going to end it before I get put in jail. But we do appreciate you guys listening. As a reminder, this is, um, we are not going to be posting a show on Friday. So we are done posting shows on Friday. We have 16 episodes now under our belt. So moving forward, it's going to be every Tuesday. And hopefully that just gives us time to promote the show and, uh, you know, like get more people involved uh, listening to the show. So thank you guys for listening.